Hello there, terrible warriors. I'm Justin Eacock, and it's wonderful to see you again. Uh, we are doing something another a little bit different. Last week we did our first Session Zero, and this week we're doing our first Spotlight episode. And we'll see. Maybe there'll be a schedule where we'll do one on, one off, or not. I'm really making it up as I go along. Today, I wanted to introduce you. What I'm doing with the Spotlight... If you remember last year, I did a little bit of Meet the Devs, where we talked to people who made the games that we're playing. And that's great, and I hope I get to keep doing that. But part of these spotlights is a little bit different. As you know, we're not playing games on the podcast this year. We're going to be doing, like, creating characters and talking about games. So I wanted to give it an opportunity to spotlight other shows that are out there that are doing actual play content that you could subscribe to and listen to so you can get some really fun entertainment entertaining times because I know how much you miss that and I know how much you miss the terrible warriors doing that and while we're trying something different I wanted to highlight some other places that you can go to where you could go and listen to these shows and so for our first spotlight as you can already see in today's episode name I am here with Kieran Bennett from Forfeits and Giggles hello there Kieran Hello, Justin. Oh my god, I'm finally on the show. It's so exciting. We're finally on that show. <laughs> And, like, you're all the way out in New Zealand, so I think you also get the record of, like, the longest, furthest transmission we've ever had on the podcast. We've talked to people in Sweden and in the UK and all across the US, uh, but yeah, I think it would have to be, like, Japan and New Zealand would be, like, the farthest we could reach, so. Abs- absolutely. Uh, I, think, I, I think I worked it out that from uh, Canada, it's about... Oh, I don't know what it is in kilometers. I know when I looked it, it, it in it, Microsoft Flight Simulator where I wanted to fly yeah. from my airport over your house, I looked at that and went, that's too much time. I don't have that much time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's like 11,000 miles. <laughs> that's if you fly um, directly and you, yeah, break, directly, and you break directly. how planes fly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, when I, when I went to the US last year, I flew from New York to San Francisco, so like East Coast to West Coast, and then to New Zealand, it, like it took over 20 hours yeah. for the whole, for yeah. the whole trip. Where I, yeah. I, I, when I go fly, even like, I always say like Ireland is like where, I, where I'm originally from, where my family lives. Like that's a six hour flight from Toronto to Dublin. Like that's, that's a movie. That, that's yeah. a Lord of the Rings extended edition and a nap. And you're exactly, there. Exactly. And, 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 and to fly to your uh, location would be the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy plus a yeah. full night's rest. Yeah. Oh my God. So, okay. So not last year, but the year before there was actually a guy who was sitting two rows in front of me who, uh, so this is the flight from Auckland to, uh, LA, which I think, uh, is about like 14 and a bit hours. So it's like, it's decently long. It's like watch a couple of movies, try and get some sleep because it's supposed to be nighttime. Uh, but this dude who was two rows in front of me, cause I can never sleep on plane. So I was awake the whole time. And this dude, two rows in front of me watched, uh, fellowship of the ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, and then Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King, started the Fellowship of the Ring again, and then we arrived. And I was like, you madman, you absolute crazy person. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. Uh, so this is this is just, I guess, what happens, too, whenever you talk to anyone from North America, is it just immediately gets into talking about the scale of the Earth. Uh, <laughs> always. <laughs> always, yes, always. Yes. Just like uh, Canadians <laughs> always talking about the weather. Uh <laughs> 
Now, full disclosure before we get into it. For Crits and Giggles is your actual play, 5th edition uh, podcast. Uh, I've yes. also been uh, an editor on your show for you uh, the, the last like dozen or so episodes. I think it goes back to like 40-something is when I started. And uh, which uh, almost just over a year. I don't remember the exact date when I, I started. I, 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 feel like, I feel like it's a year. I feel like you started like a third-ish the way through our second season and then yeah have been doing it since then honestly yeah it was right when you uh, it was right as you arrived at the stolid rock is when i oh yeah okay yeah that, that's that, i think that's about like episode 20 or, or so yeah and yeah. so uh so the so so tell me i, I know obviously about crits and giggles because i got the inside knowledge but uh, my dear listener has never heard of you before uh, so tell me a bit about like not just the stuff that i've been a part of which honestly is the best stuff you should just start there uh of but to tell me about like how did for crits and giggles start what is it about what can we expect when we start listening to your story because it has gone <laughs> places mm. uh it's, well to answer your very first question i guess also to frame that every actual play podcast kind of has their own spin on what that means to them some are terrible warriors much more live to tape sitting around the table without a lot of editing others like i think of red moon role playing are almost like straight up radio dramas with almost no mention of the game at all that they're playing so uh, kind of where on that do you fit like how do you define an actual play podcast right uh, now interesting question so <laughs> to answer so to answer your first question how do for crits and giggles actually start so um i the very first podcast i ever 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 listened to was um uh, well, at the time it was called drunks and dragons now it's called greeting adventures from the the geekly inc podcast network and i listened to like a bunch of episodes of that and i really enjoyed it and i was like wow this sounds really fun like i should like i should totally do a podcast as well because like why the fuck not right and some friends of mine, uh, we were all going to start playing a D&D game because we'd all, uh, you know, we all had jobs and, and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, we can just play online, like through like a, a, you know, a video chat. And that'll be a way that we can just keep playing D&D with each other. And I think we should make it a podcast. And it, it's interesting that you ask, like, you know, where does it kind of fall, like on that spectrum? Or like, how do you kind of define it? Because when we first started the idea was that it would be like a very kind of like welcome to our table you're sitting here with us playing the like it's like you're playing the game with us and so you know it was very like welcome to the show here we're going to play some games and let's talk about like the rules and the dice rolls and you know we kept like the, the clatter of the dice and the table and stuff in the show and as it kind of went along it, it i think ended up developing into more of like I don't want to say it's like full radio drama because it's definitely not that 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 would be a very disingenuous label, but it is definitely more like with like sound effects and music. It's an and, improvised and, drama. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's 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 an improvised radio drama. Yeah, um, and, and you started know, incorporating it, it, music and sound effects and you know with yeah, the sword it, swing sounds when when they attack an enemy, and yeah. I know from Terrible Warriors one thing we 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 keep switching our games every month in the past and so it it, we, it made sense to keep referring to the rules but when we did our Star Trek Adventures one which is one of our more rare long form games by the time you get into like the 8 9 or 10 hour 
keep talking about the same rules over and over and over again just starts to feel more and more redundant. And I think that's true for actual groups that are playing with their friends is the longer you play with a single game, the more comfortable everyone gets. And a lot of the rules just become secondhand and the pace (laughs) of the game just begins to speed up. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like, I feel like when we first started, it was, it was, I think the kind of approach that that we were sort of aiming for was like, oh, you know, we'll explain the rules as we go so that like people will understand what we're doing. And then I think kind of as time went on, we sort of realized we're like, well, who cares? Like, like we, I don't think people were necessarily listening to our show in particular because they want like a, a robust examination of D and D. Cause like we don't, like we don't really know. Did you imagine that perhaps the people that were listening at the beginning may have been introduced to Dungeons and Dragons for the first time through your show? Or did I, you I just think... eventually accept that <laughs> likely a lot of your listeners are already listening to other similar shows and they and they get it? Yeah, I I, th- I think I think when we started it was like, oh, people are gonna be introduced to D D like through our show. And then kind of as we went along, I think we sort of realized like this isn't really great content because it's not like we were it wasn't like we were presenting it in a really amazing way or anything we were just sort of saying like oh well i'm gonna roll this and add this so that i can do that but that's not very interesting so we just kind of instead moved to like you know more descriptions and and you know more Mm -hmm. uh narrative descriptions and just kind of let it fall by the wayside figuring like eh, people will know what we mean like it doesn't it doesn't really matter one of the revelations I found doing Terrible Warriors was originally um, I had it planned because we started like at some at some long ass time, like before actual play podcasts were like a thing that people accepted, even like podcasting was still kind of in its infancy. And so when we started, it was very much an idea that, you know, our friends are going to listen, they're going to get it. But some even our friends don't know what we're playing. And because we were changing the games every month, it also meant that yeah, we were introducing brand new games to brand new people who might not even know what tabletop is, but just liked the people that were performing on the show. They either knew them from their own personal channels. When the show first started, we had a lot of different people who for, had like their own Twitch channel, their own other podcasts. It was kind of like like a super group that was coming together, like a like a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young thing. Where they all had their own thing. <laughs> the Crosby, but then they Stills, all came Nash together and Young of podcasting, part, right? Well, it kind of had that super group feel of of, yeah. of, of that, and and then over the years. It it's morphed into, you know, still having, I think, in that DNA of introducing something new to players, but now mm. realizing through our Patreon support and through Discord and getting to know our listeners, a lot of them are running their own games and are discovering which games to run by listening to podcasts like mine and maybe mm. podcasts mm. like yours. And that my listeners weren't even players, they were other GMs. Yeah. And that really changed the approach where. I was spending a little bit more time pulling back the curtain and letting the listener know what the GM was doing, less what the player experience was like, because it was more about equipping them now. To, to know to, how to run those To games, know how yeah. to run and give them mm. ideas to overcome, you know, common uh, hiccups and stumbles and roadblocks and, 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 you know, challenges that a GM will face when your players take you off the rails. Yeah. And that was that was an interesting revelation for me, but I know that's that's not true for a lot of I think the listenership that would listen to a show like Critical Role would be primarily players, not Absolutely, GMs, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. different demographic. Those people aren't listening. You know, so um 
Did I, you I would, have any similar thoughts with For Crits and Giggles, or has it just been you just goofing around with your friends and it's just fun when people listen in? Because that's, that's legitimate as well, right? That's I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah, leg- yeah, leg- I, yeah, it is, it is one of those things that I think when, again, like when we started, it was, it was a very, and, and I kind of curse us for having this approach when we first started, where it, it was very much like, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just record it and kind of see what happens, you know, like who cares? Like we're just, you know, bumping around and having a bit of fun and, and that's fine. But I think as, as it kind of went along and we actually, you know, got numbers and people were leaving reviews and being like, oh, this is really fun. And you guys are telling a great story. We kind of changed our approach a little bit and we're like, oh, people are actually listening to this. We should probably think about you know what we're kind of putting in our episodes and what we're saying and kind of how we're presenting and stuff and so it did kind of it changed i guess when we realized people were actually listening to become more socially conscious oh absolutely 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 there are yeah no we we we, we've changed because we've been doing it for uh as of like two days ago we've been recording for like five years that's incredible Um, yeah, so we've been we're recording and putting out episodes for five years. And I think when people say, oh, you know, what's your podcast called? And I say, oh, for Crits and Giggles. I say, like, start from season two because season one has, like, some good episodes and some really great moments. And, you know, like, it has a lot of story in it that I think is really great. Um, but, like, the people that we that we were while we were playing those games, like, are not the people that we are now. Like even just myself personally, I was like, you know, I'm 27 now. So I was 21, 22 when we started. I am not the same person. You were a child. I was a child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it, you know, I, I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, you, shut up. Stop podcasting. <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah. I it, think it, that's a general challenge for just podcasting in, in as a whole. Is absolutely. that that first episode is forever and always the first impression no yeah. matter how much your show ends up evolving over time it, it's kind of the same as like you know old web comics you, you people go to the website and they click first and they go back always. 15 years to the, like no they're a different artist now yeah. um and one thing at least with terrible warriors because we're not serialized like crits and giggles i was able to for a time like retire or vault old episodes and so the yeah. first episode is actually a newer one um but then i started getting messages going like oh what happened to these i always listen i go back and listen to these ones over and over again and <laughs> I'm like, why why would you do that those are not good but yeah, there's a nostalgic good. and uh, a feel yeah. to it so um <laughs> I, i've recently put them all back like every episode is back up and available again and just being like mm. whatever just let people some people will start with the new stuff some people will start with the old stuff yeah and let let it be what what it is. Um, yeah. Now, what was it like five years of doing an actual play with, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, I think except for one exception, the same cast? Yes. How how did you do that? Because Terrible Warriors, we have cha- we're like SNL. We change our cast every season uh, <laughs> because we, we can't retain anybody. How did you? How do you do that? Uh, well, I mean, I think when, when we started, it was it was quite. Again, because I said, like, I think we kind of expected 
as with most as with most podcasts, you know, we would upload a few episodes, no one would listen, and we would stop doing it. That was kind of our expectation. Um, but people were listening, and people seemed to like it, so we just kind of kept going. Um, but the the cast when we started was myself, um, my partner at the time, um, my best friend from high school, uh, another friend of mine from high school, and someone that I worked with and I was friends with through university as well and all five of us we all knew each other and we all hung out like all the time so you know when it came to making a dnd group it just made sense and making a podcast it just made sense um and then um uh my partner she left the show um and you say like how did you do that i mean we didn't really it's been really <laughs> difficult you've had uh, people you know, move uh, countries uh yeah so uh like most myself, recently yeah, my, myself and uh, Aguilan, we both still live in New Zealand. Uh, but Nick, who's one of the other cast members, he lives in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and then Sam actually lives in Doha, um, out, out in the Middle East, uh, working for Al Jazeera. Uh, so he so he moved away like a year ago. Nick moved away like a year ago as well. And then there was actually a period as well, just when we were getting season two kind of off the ground, where myself, my ex-partner, Sam and Nick, we were all in new zealand and then uh, agilan was in south africa and the uk traveling back and forth for work you mentioned at the end you mentioned at the end of this because you've just wrapped up this current season like i don't even know if it's actually been released yet but i know i've finished editing it and so you mentioned that uh i guess it was uh agilan that was moving and was going to be traveling so often that your plan for this season's arc was going to be the removal of his character Yep. Uh, yep. From yep. from the yep. story, either dying <laughs> or uh, ascending or whatever yeah, would yeah. happen, and that obviously didn't happen. No, because the uh, so 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 basically we we had finished season one, and I was like, hey, I've got like this kind of this rough idea for season two, and we ended up having like a bit of we had like a cast meeting essentially, I guess, where we were talking about season two and like what do we what do we want to get out of it, what do we want to kind of put into it, sort of thing. And what sort of format do we think it should follow? And we had a big discussion about like, you know, how we think the episode should be structured and how we could basically be better at what we were doing, which was great. And I loved it. And then Aguilan actually said to us at the time, hey, in probably about like six months or so, I'm going to be shipped off to South Africa for this this job that I have. So I don't know if I'll really be able to like join you guys like every week because we were, we were playing like every single week if not like every other week you know we were playing all the time and so i was like that's cool what would you guys think about maybe the point of the season being like mordai leaves at the end so that you don't have to kind of worry about it you can come back later if you want but it means that we can kind of you know move on essentially and he was like yeah that's a really great idea and so kind of had this big plan and we're like cool okay we've got six months great that's enough episodes we can totally do this a month later his (laughs) The people who was working for it were like, we said six months. What we meant was one, uh, you are leaving on the weekend. And so he was gone oh, like, immediately. Yeah, it, it was it was really bad. It was really bad. And it, he, he hated it there. And I think I think he actually quit uh, the job after about uh, seven or eight months, um, which was uh, like good for him. Good for us. So, yeah, it was it was the I, 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 I say to a lot of people like the the season, the season two that we just finished what didn't it doesn't look anything like what we planned and i like the endings may be a little bit similar but the overall structure of the season does not resemble what we had planned like at all it it looks totally different 
you're you're my inaugural spotlight episode, and I hope to do this with other uh, AP shows uh, out there. And I want to know also like about their story. And I probably should have started with like, tell me about like where does for crits and giggles take place? Wh- what is the story? What's the oh, synopsis? Yeah, oh what's the what's the pitch here? No, you and, didn't. No, you did actually ask me that at the start, and I just and I'm didn't also ask very the curious because you just <laughs> mentioned it. Is uh, how scripted I say in quotes uh, is this because um, some shows. Uh, they go in with no plan. They just go in with the game. And others very much have a storyboard figured out. And it's more of, I, I don't want to say, it's, it's kind of like just simulating the experience of a role-playing game. Um, because they're yeah, still no, going to go, I, I, it's more like Curb Your Enthusiasm than it is, uh, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I get you, man. I get you, man. Um, so for Crits and Giggles is is set in a, in a world called Ianis, which is like a, a fantasy uh, world that I have created full of gods uh, that I have created and and you know your classic kind of fantasy races and lots of magic and strange devices and weird characters and and takes a lot of influence from uh, essentially the stories that I loved when I was growing up. So you're playing Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, but yes. the setting is yeah original setting. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah, the city, yeah, the set, the setting is an original setting in that like you know a lot of the 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 things about it i suppose i would consider original um, so is there I, I like a lord of the rings appendix at the back of the for grits and giggles book that you have like the uh the the the, the breakdowns of all of the deities and the the cultures uh, yeah, so and the histories we, of this world yeah we so we actually have a website uh for crits and com, and on there is like a lore section of the website uh we you can actually look at descriptions of all the gods uh, a lot of the main cities some wow. of the races um and I'm, I'm like i'm still writing up a lot of this stuff because a lot of it's all kind of collected in like loose notes in some notebooks that i have and word documents that i have yeah, so you're I'm like still... tolkien just writing things <laughs> down and throwing them all over the place and your descendants Basically. can figure them out later essentially yeah i i have notes like within plans for episodes where i've been like oh don't forget that uh you know dwarves primarily uh exist by eating metal and they love to garnish their foods with exotic salts and so i'll write that as a note in like an episode plan and then like six months later i'll go oh what did i write about dwarves oh fuck and i have to go and search through all my episode plans to try and find this like one sentence that i've written to double check what i actually made canon in my own show so how much do you you have written then as you're going into each episode uh it it depends uh like in in an in an ideal world where i've kind of hit the mark of like this is what i like to do i normally have like maybe like three or four pages written um in in terms of like not just for like one not just for one episode it'll normally be for like that episode and probably like the next episode because i we always kind of end on like a you know next time on Dragon Ball Z sort of thing where it's like, you know, there's a cliffhanger and something is going to happen next. And I just as a storyteller find it very difficult to uh, like set up the current story if I don't know where it's going to be going after that or kind of like what the overall sort of plan is. So when I'm planning, you know, say I'm doing, I'm planning episode one. If I don't know what's going to happen in episode two or maybe like episode three, I find it quite hard to plan episode one because I'll want to start kind of setting up what's going to happen in the future in that, in the episode one. 
So that's so interesting is, I mean, I know there's obviously a lot of GMs out there who are, I guess, primarily writers, really. And, and they mm. do so much writing and prep work, you know, even so far as scripting out what certain descriptions of areas would be or, or what people are planning to say when you, when you eventually meet them uh, versus, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I've always been like fly by wire where I have you know, maybe three lines written down of like hour one. Uh, a, a thing in the sky. Hour two, everything's on fire. <laughs> Hour three, solution, and uh, and then I uh, see what happens. Um, but also different in that I've primarily spent the last several years doing four-hour one-shots, uh, which are like very yeah. different kinds of experience where they're they're much more boom, 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 and we're done. Where you uh, you've got a long, you've got a slow burn going on on, on some of your arcs that you're Absolutely, working yeah. <laughs> years in advance. One might say too slow, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me about the world of Iannis as, as, as the camera is panning in over on the movie trailer. Sure. Uh, so I suppose Iannis is a world of like fantastical magic and gods, you know, the, the kind of primary tenant behind this place is that the gods are real and they have an influence on the world and you know their presence can be felt everywhere and uh several thousand people regularly see oh, them. yeah like uh, not like every day but it is definitely if someone told you that they saw one you would quite easily believe them that it happens quite often very very greek roman gods sort of thing you know um uh and so Many thousands and thousands of years ago, they existed on the world and, you know, everything was sort of peaceful. And then there was a, a war between the gods and between everyone who lived on this on this world. And that kind of conflict and that hatred gave birth to a god of chaos, which burst through the world itself and kind of destroyed a large part of it. And so they all kind of banded together, defeated this threat, and then had to leave the world uh, so as to not kind of bring imbalance to the world uh, again. And so the kind of, I guess, core underlying problem of Frickets and Giggles is that the world has been pretty good for a while, but the gods' presence has been really waning in the last little while. And so that's kind of throwing things off kilter even more because it's a very fantasy but very literal world wherein if it's like the sun is pulled across the sky by the god of the sun who you know ties ropes around the sun and drags it on his back that's not a metaphor that's the thing that literally happens so there's a bit of like discworld day. logic that goes on in here as well it, yeah 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 you know if they say the world is flat and on a turtle's back it it, it literally is it really is yeah, yeah. I, I i always really enjoyed when i was a kid like you know the the like the, the Greek and Roman um, myths and legends about like, uh, you know. Yeah, Helios's chariot and that being the actual sun. Yeah, and, and so, and so you know, to, 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 to go to Helios, it's like, yeah, like, wouldn't it be cool if it's like Helios dragged the sun across the sky in his chariot? But like, if you look up and you were able to go up there, you could actually see a man in a chariot dragging it across the sky. And so a lot of the kind of lore and magic in For Crits and Giggles is built around that kind of idea where it's like, this is kind of silly and very fantastical and very magical, but it's real. But it's real and it exists and and people know about it. And the overarching mystery, now did this start at the beginning that like at this point where we are, when I joined, the gods are mm -hmm. gone 
kind of like it's, no one knows where they, yeah, they, they yeah. it's like it, it's 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 a big who done it missing persons except it's all of them and just the pantheon have just gone away and no one knows why or what those repercussions are was that right from the start was that like the hook uh, I think that was I think that was kind of the hook from. This is gonna sound really weird. I think it was the hook from like episode three or four. Uh, I think like episode one and two, it was gonna be more of sort of like a Cthulhu esque sort of thing. Um, and then there was a period where, like, very shortly, where we because we were we were weekly, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, and then there was going to be a period where it was like, oh, we can't play this week because, you know, such and such is doing this and such and such is doing that. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, I'll do like a lore episode where I talk about kind of like, you know, all these gods and the history and stuff. And so I sat down and was kind of writing and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this instead. The gods are disappearing, blah, blah, blah. So the first couple episodes, it's not really there. But I think after that, it's, it is kind of being set up and, and it's going to be a thing. And yeah. And uh, so uh, we've got now three main characters, the boys, who have, boys. have really taken taken charge. Uh, tell me a bit about like we've got the setting, but but that's only like we we also need our fellowship, right? We need we need our characters. Who are you going to meet when you join for crits and giggles and and, and hang out <laughs> with them for a few hours each episode? Well, I, I, I mean, I suppose the the main people that you'll be hanging out with are uh mithras who is a, a very murderous uh elf played by my friend nick yeah, but he's uh, a reformed Mordai. thief he is he's, he's a reformed thief yes he, he's reformed in that he's decided that thievery is not for him uh but murder is fine yeah murder he is, just reformed is the wrong fine. way he reformed the wrong way yeah <laughs> uh yeah so so he, he's he's very about like you know bows and precise shots and doing and doing the job right uh whether the job is morally acceptable he's that it's... player he's that player at every D game who really really wants to describe the killing blow every time yes yeah every single time <laughs> we've, we've yeah. all known a player like that we've all known a player like that and yes that is that is mithras uh through and through uh, and so then we also have uh, Mordai, who is uh, a tiefling uh, druid. Uh, and then, you know, there's a little bit of a change later, but he, he's a druid for, for most of it. Uh, and he, he's uh, he's searching for his old Even with the change, I think it's master. easy to say he's a mystical character. He is a mystical he, character. I, I, yeah. yeah. You should describe the characters and I'll just agree <laughs> because you're doing a better job than I am because... I keep wanting to just describe because, like, this it's was hard kind of because of the- you've been with them for so long, but, right? But it's yeah. been for so long for you that you also forget some of the eldest details. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, it, it, it's yeah. Um, so he, he's definitely more of a mystical character, and and I think in terms of you know what you'll get with him, he's very understated, uh, very dry, um, but you know, really willing to just get in amongst it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the 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 last of the boys uh, is is Poe, who is uh, who is a Kinharian monk, and a, and a Kinharian is a is a is a human uh, from in our in our campaign. And um, Poe is as a ref- well, he is actually reformed the correct way. Uh, he used to be a, a captain of the guard, a very violent man. Uh, you know, lots of swords and and uh, and. He ended up taking a vow of, of peace. It almost uh, sounds vow. like a war criminal at some points. Like some of the descriptions so, get rough. 
If you're thinking of Iroh from Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm. you might be correct, but I'm not going to confirm that for intellectual <laughs> property reasons. But he, he, yeah, he, he led armies and he led campaigns. And he led massacres. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, he, he, he is. Uh, I would definitely say he is the one with like the worst backstory uh but it, it is now definitely uh, a very calming kind of figure and a very uh a very uh grounded character yeah. uh, at, at times yeah and, and and only blunt weapons i believe now uh, yeah, only he, blunt weapons yeah. no blades no swords yeah, no blades no swords uh sit down and have some tea instead of fight it out loves a good yeah. cup of tea yeah 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 and you know they've all gone through changes over the years uh what have been some of your your favorite highlights um with them oh that gosh. like when you just think of like you know the 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 big moment that shows up in like the recap episode or or the trailer that that oh really gosh. stands out for you okay so th- okay this would not this would not show up in the trailer but uh one of the bits that i always think about which i find just really amazing is uh, Poe and Mithras uh, were tr- are trying to uh, retrieve information about uh, the Golden Blades, which are a kind of a, a militia organization dedicated to the freedom of tieflings. And they're in the city of Fernshire, which is built atop a, a giant uh, pillar of rock. And they're trying to chase down this guy who they think has information. And they're pursuing him on a black horse. And uh, the, the tiefling that they're chasing dives underneath a wagon and runs out the other side. And so instead of jumping the horse over the top, they uh, decide to skid the horse underneath the wagon uh, and make it out the other side. And I think about that. It lives rent free in my head. I think about it all the time. <laughs> uh, but in terms of like the big moments that, that would make the trailer, um, uh, our season one finale was very dramatic uh, in that we had like a twist at the end, uh, which obviously I won't spoil, but I actually genuinely <laughs> managed to surprise a couple of them with the twist. And I was very, very happy about that. Um, but um, but but as, as you say, like they go through like a lot of different stuff. And so I think for me, one of the really important things was that I think the first season is very much like a, uh, like it's a mystery you know there they, there's a couple episodes beforehand where they're not in one place but once they make it to, to fernshire they're kind of hunting around and searching for a, a you know the culprit behind who implanted these memories in their mind and who Ooh. made them do these horrible things um, and then the second season we wanted to be a lot more um cross-country and so they start in fernshire and very quickly parade their way down the country encountering you know various horrible things and monsters and you know there's a great series of episodes i think it was just before you joined us uh where they arrive in a village and this uh thousand year old plague that has not been seen in the world for a long 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 time uh has suddenly resurfaced and they find this creature called a caretaker of salamthur which are like these um horrible kind of nurse-like creatures which uh perceive everyone as being 
horribly ill and so they will actually cause people to become ill and then quote-unquote take care of them in these sort of uh, macabre mansions that twist and shape to kind of suit what you would perceive to be like the best care to possibly receive and so they arrive and they're all dressed in their finest outfits and they have to kind of go through this um, horrible mansion that's constantly like presenting them with visions from the past and people that they miss and care about and um so they you know they go from that and they end up in a tower in the sky and they visit a village full of cat people and then they go to a city full of dead people and it's you know we wanted there to be a lot more movement i suppose you know go to a lot more different places at this point you probably also had like a big map of yanis in your head now and you just yes you wanted to like we can't just spend our whole times in in, in one city, yeah. In, in one little area, like we we do need to start start jumping around. Um, I mean, I'm curious to know uh, in um, some criticism of other shows, not 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 yours and not mine, is that especially with Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes the only agency a player has to decide what happens in a scene is when they succeed at a die roll to attack an enemy and they could describe how they killed them, and that's mm. that's kind. And then the rest is really up to the GM to describe what is happening and where they're going and 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 it's it's very on rails uh mm-hmm. how how much agency does um poe uh Mordai and mithras have in your story to to decide those outcomes beyond just as we already mentioned it was that's what gave me this thought of uh the way mithras gets really really graphic <laughs> with, with with his executions <laughs> um uh, it's. It, it, I think that would be like a kind of a two-pronged answer in, in a way. I think on the one hand, I I always try and consider when I'm kind of constructing the next bit of the story or sort of considering what's going to happen next is, and I think it's probably one of the most important questions you can consider as like a game master is, if my players weren't here, what would happen to the world without them? So if, you know, we had the city of Fernshire and all the different pieces were still in place, but all of a sudden, overnight, the player characters just disappeared. What would then happen after that? And so I think keeping that in mind and then sort of turning over the decisions to them allows them to really kind of influence things beyond that because they may decide, oh, we want to go and check out this warehouse. And so you think to yourself, okay, they're going to go to the warehouse. That's great. But what, what is going to happen over here and how is that going to kind of develop without them? And so they can they have agency over whatever it is they want to do. But I think as long as things are still changing and being dynamic around them and the decisions that they make, it feels like a it feels like the world is alive and kind of responding to what it is that they do. And there have been a few uh, occasions in season one um, and a little bit in season two um, where they've kind of decided to go and investigate something else and I've had to just be like, okay, well, I guess we're just doing this now (laughs) and had to kind of come up with something uh, very much on the fly uh, and then sort of develop something else kind of over in the corner because I thought they were going to go and check it out, but they didn't. And so what's going to happen to that uh, while they're not there? So what was the biggest thing that you can think of that took your show off the rails and what was your solution to it? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> like what was the biggest curveball that they threw you they're like oh that, that wasn't supposed to happen um gosh they, they were, they've, they've never really like they've never taken it completely completely off the rails obviously now that i say that as soon as we finish this episode i'm gonna think of like 
a hundred examples <laughs> where where things have gone way off the rails. Um, but I, I would definitely say one of the one of the biggest kind of uh, surprises, I suppose, at the very very end of um, uh, of season one, the the Golden Blades who were uh, who were kind of becoming a bit of a problem in this in the city of Fernshire had gotten their hands on a canopic jar which uh was there are 72 of them in the world and they are all filled with vital organs of salam thor who's the god of disease and so they've all been cut out of this god thousands of years ago and put into these jars and each one is like a horrible plague or disaster and they finally retrieve this jar at the very end of season one and i was like cool they'll destroy it they'll they'll keep it they'll pass it over to the authorities whatever like I, you know who cares like I, I didn't really think about it and then Salem Thor was kind of drawn to this jar and he's like give me back my organs uh and Anya who was the the player played by my ex-partner was like here you go I just gave it back to him um with before <laughs> before I could kind of say like it's like Sauron uh, think- showing up going give me the ring and you're like sure here I mean, essentially, yeah, that was kind of what it was like. And so then... Frodo just hands it over. Basically, yeah. And so it it kind of became this thing in the next season where I was like, well, I hadn't really planned on there being like a new disease in the world, but that's what I said would happen. So now that's a thing. Um, And so that is why for anyone who's just finished our season, finished our second season, that's why there's a pandemic in the show. It's not a reflection, <laughs> it's of, not real a reflection of the real world. <laughs> no, it was, not it was at all. Preordained like uh, two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's actually the origins of that um, of that never dying issue that yeah, they've yeah. got. And is that uh, well, also related to uh, we got Borstoff and the Rat? Is that connect? I know that's like your spinoffs when you don't have anyone else to do. But uh, they're currently a Skeleton Boys. Are, is are they related to the same? Uh, pandemic so, that's going on so so the so the pandemic you're willing to, you're willing to sp- spill the beans on that one i'm i'm definitely willing to spill spill the beans on that one so the the pandemic that shows up the red sickness quote unquote um which in my mind is only called the red sickness because thousands of years ago that probably sounded like a pretty original name for a disease you know so it's like the black death yeah it's like the black death yeah it's like this is only the second disease disease we've ever found uh, so the red sickness was related to the canopic jar, and so that was kind of unleashed on the world. But everyone not dying is actually related to something else that oh. we are going to be resolving. Very, that we're going to be. Resol- I wouldn't say very shortly because our release it, schedule is just a thing but- of like Helios's chariot and the sun is just like when the god of death isn't around, people don't get exactly. to die. Exactly. Yeah. If the I mean if if the Grim Reaper is responsible for picking up the souls, what happens when the Grim Reaper just doesn't show up for work? You know. Well, that's not good. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's have not you been good. Waiting, have you been waiting for one of your players to take a mortal blow just so you can show them how bad the state of the world is? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> like, if they get, if they get like, someone like gets like a massive hit and they drop down dead and they're doing a death save and they fail the death save and then they just stay. They just. At the table. Yeah. But yeah. they're like, but like a, a life, like an unlife where their body might not even be. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, good. Uh, and little then, chills. Uh, so, Bo- Bostov and the Rat, actually. Uh, so we, uh, so so se- season one was very much like episode one, two, three, four, five, six, da 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 da. Like from 
one to the end kind of thing one to 43 uh there were a couple backstory episodes uh near the end of the season but it was pretty much the same from the from from the beginning to the end but uh season two um as everyone's lives became significantly more complicated uh we began added again bonus episodes and some of them were very short and they were like little stories and things um and then we had borstov and the rat uh which is which when... deserves its own show i'm just gonna say oh my god like... i love borstov and the rat so much so um borstov and the rat is uh gm'd by a Gielan, uh who is actually like he's a really good really good GM. He's never done it before, but he's a really good GM. Uh, and then the two characters, Borstov uh, and the Rat, are played by myself and Sam. And Borstov is a dwarven barbarian, and the Rat is a halfling bard. And they are both uh, like just horrible, horrible bogans um, that kind of wander around basically just yelling at things just and being hooligan white trash. blokes walking down the street just yelling at everyone as they come out of the pub at night like yeah pretty much you know yeah, they're just they, coming uh, off for a fight right after the big you know football match and yeah <laughs> they're just the um, worst and, and and as to whether or not they are involved in the god of death or the red sickness i don't know Aguilan's telling the story. Oh, yeah, I, I, you're in which, the dark which, about that. Which, I'm gonna have to bring him on uh, for the next spotlight. I, I, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. I, but yeah, Borstov and the Rat is like go go to go to our feed. Um, I I, I kind of want to reorder the feed a little bit later, but Borstov and the Rat is is in amongst season two. It's very funny, and I like I, not to toot my own horn. I'm in it, but it's really funny. It's, it's very. It's, it's, I I laugh out loud. They I think I've edited three episodes of them and they're hysterically funny i don't have to do much with the music in the background because they just carry the whole show and i'm like this the very least it deserves to be like a web comic or something because it's just just, they're 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 just it's like always sunny in philadelphia dungeons and dragons (laughs) it's they're (laughs) just the worst and they're, they're the just worst. super anti-heroes who are trying to do the right thing in they're all trying. the wrong ways. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very much like, I recognize what morals are and I recognize what the right thing to do is, but it will inconvenience me, so I'm going to ignore it. So like minor spoiler a little bit is they, they do become skeletons. And yes, that's like, their, yes. that's like their arc. And there's a part where they are trying to pretend to not be skeletons by eating food that's been offered to them by someone they've oh met on God. the road. I was gonna <laughs> it just that. turns into one of the grossest, <laughs> uh, like ultimate, like most... <laughs> lowest common denominator humor yeah that you can possibly commit to a podcast and somehow the three of you carry you just no one ever says end scene and it just keeps going (laughs) way way longer than it ever should have yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and it's like (sighs) yeah yeah it was perfect I, i I, I I was actually I was crying with laughter when we were doing that scene. I like I'll I'll happily put my hand up right now and say I can sometimes have a very puerile sense of humor. And oh my god, eating the soup and having it obviously flush straight out the skeleton, so funny, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, go listen to more stuff on the right. It's very good. 
So as we're getting close to the end here, and uh, you know, someone has sat through forty-eight minutes of us chatting about uh, for crits and giggles. Um, what, uh, like, what's to look forward to? Like, you've got plans. Like, we've ju- you've just finished up your newest season. You've got them going off really where they've never gone before. There was a real mm-hmm. like another good cliffhanger sense of doom. Um, what? Uh, what do you hope for the future of, of for crits and giggles uh, as you're going like as as not just as a gm but also as as like the, as a podcast and as a game like uh where where, where, where yeah what are we uh what are we in for what are we what are we, what are we looking forward to what do we want to do uh okay well i mean in in the immediate future uh we are hopefully uh, if we can make the schedules work we'll be bringing you another christmas special which will be dm'd by uh sam uh so we kind of bring out these kind of harry potter ish characters who sort of attend like an adventuring school um and they kind of had a nice little adventure last christmas uh so we're hoping to kind of bring them back um immediately after that uh we'll be doing a very short tight season uh looking at where our heroes are after the end of the second season which will be no i don't want to spoil anything it's going to be a slightly different game system than what we normally play uh oh did you actually take up my little suggestion uh or were you always planning to do that i was always planning to i was always planning to, to, to do to do something different um so we we actually have a different system in mind if i tell you what the system is it'll give away what we're doing so oh lips are sealed uh, he'll, he'll, um, he's gonna pm it to me because i'm the editor and i need to know this oh of course of course of yeah, course yeah, i actually yeah, mean yeah. to pm this to like yesterday yeah, they're doing cyberpunk <laughs> they're going shadow run that's what they're doing that's what, <laughs> that's what i'm hoping i'm I, I, I he doesn't he hasn't told me yet so i'm just get to speculate and and yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, right yeah. and i get to then declare go back to that episode justin was right starfinder <laughs> they're doing science fiction space <laughs> D D. that's what it is uh they're going to age of conan uh, it's john carter on mars they're going to fall in love all three of them with the same martian princess and then they're all going to have to fight uh, like at the end of every Castle Crashers level for the for the kiss of the, of the princess by beating each other uh, to death with their sticks. Well, I hope this wouldn't be full of spoilers, but I guess you've kind of ruined that now. Yeah, they're doing it's actually just going to be Star Trek. The, the next season of yeah, 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 is yeah. actually just a complete rip off of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, we, we just we just listened to the first episode of your session zero and we're just going to be playing the Klingons. We're all Klingons now. Yeah, we're all the Klingons tiefling, now. and you know what? The tieflings can just they can pretend to be Klingons. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we're going to be doing a very short season of a, a different game system to kind of look at that. Uh, and once we, uh, you know, once we resolve that little section of the story, uh, to be honest, Mordai, Mithras, and Poe, uh, they've probably got another couple seasons in them. Uh, and then we're actually looking to retire those guys uh, and roll up something fresh. Uh, we're going to stay in the world of Yanis because um, we really like it uh, and I've put way too much time oh, in Kind of like The Wire where it. each season was its own focus. Like you just leave those characters and go focus exactly. somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so, fun. Um, yeah. And so, and, 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 the, and, the, and the guys are really keen to, um, you know, what with the Christmas special and Borstov and Rat, um, they definitely want to explore like some other characters, but they're also really keen to kind of see the end of the of the see it through, story. see it through to the end, through, finish yeah. what you started. Yeah, and you know, really, our goal as a podcast, and I think it's been our goal from the start. Uh, we're aware of our limitations. Uh, we would like, we would like to break even on our Patreon, and we would like to put out 
more episodes more frequently, which I think are some solid and maybe achievable goals. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> zooming out a little bit, just on actual play podcast as a whole, what do of you course. like about the that genre of, of podcast? Because like, this was inspired by another AP that you were listening to, uh, yeah. uh, Greetings Adventurers. And yeah. uh, what is it about actual play podcasts that you think create a following if someone's listening to me talking to you right now because mm. they follow me at work and they don't know anything about dungeons and dragons what is it about uh, the actual play format that uh, works so well uh i think i think there like there's no wrong answer i'm just curious <laughs> to know what why 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 uh, do this and not a true crime podcast I, I think there are two things. There are, there are two chemical X's that go into making a, a really good actual play podcast. Um, and the first one is a good story that feels natural, that, that feels organic. And, you know, it, it because of the way the actual plays are and the way that, you know, they're not necessarily scripted as heavily as like a radio drama or something. It, you know it feels like the story could go in any direction at any moment and so when you get those those really tight moments they feel good because it's good story and when they go totally off the rails that feels good as well because it's it's a result of little random factors coming into play and so i think if you have a really exciting and interesting story people will really listen for that but i think the second thing as well and i i hope that i hope that we bring this across in our show um, is I think people really like listening to friends hanging out, having a really good time. Um, and, you know, I, I think if people are playing a game together and they're playing a game together, uh, not just because they're making a podcast, but because they actually just really like spending time with each other and having fun, I think people kind of pick up on that and they in turn have a good time. Um, you know, me me and Nick and Aguilan and Sam, we we don't, like we don't hang out and, and make a podcast because you know it's a successful business venture or because we feel like we have to i hang out with those guys because they're my best friends in the whole world and i just like spending time with them um and so you know if they were different people we would st- like if we weren't doing the podcast sorry we would still hang out together and we would still have a good time and you know joke in the same way that we, that we do now on the show and 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 i think you know when you have a cast that's really like come together and they're friends and they're having a good time people pick up on that as well and and they i think they come back to kind of hear you have fun that's really wholesome karen oh thank you <laughs> where can people follow you hey, let's plug it out you mentioned they can help you on patreon where can they help you on patreon where can we follow for crits and giggles where can we subscribe to the show uh where are you online where where am I online? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I am at Mr. K underscore Bennett. Um, I'm, I'm actually really close to, to like 900 followers. I'm only like 20 away. So, you know, you should definitely follow me there. <laughs> um, There's at least uh, one but- of you with 20 accounts who can make that happen please oh my god um and then you can also find the show uh on twitter it is at for cng podcast um i run that twitter account as well so you know you should follow both of them um and you can also check out our website which is for critsandgiggles.com that has like all of our episodes um and it also has like a big lore section where you can check out um art uh, like full 
full commissioned art that I've had done of all the gods, main characters, and a handful of the NPCs, um, and of the main kind of cities in the middle of the in the middle of the world of Yanis. Um, so that's all like really cool stuff that you can go check out. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash for crits and giggles, um, where you can get like early access. Uh, and there's, I post up all my episode plans. Uh, so those are slowly kind of coming out on there as well. So you can look at those. Um, and you also get early access to like lore posts or like bonus episodes that I do as well. Um, and you can also vote on, um, like what I should kind of write about or do a bonus episode on next. Um, I will say upfront, I do not put out content every single month (laughs) um, because just life, I have a job. (laughs) It really gets in the way sometimes. Um, But there there is definitely a a massive, uh, huge amount of content on that Patreon. um, And we would really, really appreciate it if you, uh, if you, if you went on there. Um, And there is also another tier as well uh, where you can join myself Anna Gielan, uh, and a friend of ours, uh, Thomas, who is also on that tier. And you can play a game of D&D with us, uh, which will be set in the world of the podcast. Ooh. And I can say, as uh, because I, as I mentioned off the top, I've been editing uh, for Crits and Giggles uh, for the last little while. And if you listen to Terrible Warriors, you listen to our Spire campaign that we did earlier this year, uh, those seven episodes, um, those were created after I started working with Crits and Giggles. And a lot of what I learned while editing for Kieran's show, I really reincorporated into uh, producing Spire. So if you kind of liked how those Spire episodes sounded like, uh, maybe go and listen to Crits and Giggles because you're going to hear... Uh, like especially in the most recent episodes, my own editing and, and, the, and, the, and the layering and the production that's gone into it. It also like Chris and Giggles is funny and the chemistry like this does sound like the best friends in the world playing games with each other. Like it's undeniable that this is not just a cast of characters that have come together and a cast of actors or comedians that have come together at the table, but genuine friends who are just rolling dice and having a good time. And so if that's what, shines for you when you're listening to an actual play is that kind of connection to the table you will find it on crits and giggles so go check them out oh. this isn't me just uh, uh spinning my wheels and putting on an interview but like really uh, uh i want to help use these spotlights to help direct you to podcasts that i am listening to that i would recommend to you because i know we're not doing actual plays and i know that you miss us not doing actual plays this year so in that meantime while we're doing our thing you can go and listen to these other podcasts who are doing their thing which might be more your thing and so with that said uh, Kieran thank you so much for spending time with me uh, oh, this was so a, a, a wonderful little pullback of the curtain into the process of, of for crits and giggles and I wish you all the well with your with your events that you're coming up with in the future thank you thank you so much and for you dear listener thank you for hanging out with us and uh, we'll be back next week I think with another uh, session zero uh, Follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. I've been making weekly public updates, so you can just follow. You don't have to support to see what's been going on. Now, those plans, as you can probably already tell, are subject to change. Uh, but it mm-hmm. helps you, I, you know, know what I'm planning and, and, and preparing for. So I've got plans for next weekend that we're going to record and put out uh, for you again on Tuesday, and I hope it's going to be another Session Zero, and I'm really looking forward to what that game is going to be. So uh, tune in to that next episode, and if you're listening in the past, you won't have to wait very 
very long to find out what game we play. Uh, and of course, follow uh, me on uh, on Twitter at uh, Dice Warriors, uh, where you can stay up to date on the whole show. And uh, and like Kieran, I also have like Mr. Ecock is my own personal account, but uh, I don't really post that nearly as much as right now as I do with Terrible Warriors. So uh, so that's it. You can stay up to date on the show, and we'll see you again next week uh, with uh, with more of this weird eighth season where we're making things up as we go along. And uh, Kieran, I'm going to, uh, is it tomorrow yet over where you are? It is tomorrow. So yeah, so it's it's still today here, but it's tomorrow there. So I'm going to leave Kieran in the future. And uh, for you, uh, my dear listener, thank you for joining us. Thank you for, uh, you know, you know, if you're if you found ways to play games this year and play those virtual games and overcome those those challenges, you know, kudos to you. This has been a tough year to play our favorite hobby. Hell yeah. So uh, thank you for making your games accessible and welcoming and friendly. And until that time where we come back together here at Terrible Warriors, be good to each other. Hell yeah. Bye.